This is an AMI podcast. Hey guys, welcome along to another episode of Double Tap for Friday the 28th of October 2022. Coming up on the show today, we're going to be talking all about Google Pixel Watch. Aaron Hewitt joins us to review the brand new device. And we'll be delving into the inbox for more of your emails and voicemails. You're listening to Double Tap, your daily accessible technology show. Now, here's your hosts, Stephen Scott and Sean Priest. Hi, guys. Welcome to Double Tap. It is uh, Stephen Scott here. Yes, that is who I am. It is I. It is I. You know, I haven't done this for a while, Sean Priest. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, I missed that. That is so oh. good. Well done, you. You're back. I know. I'm, I'm bringing back the uh, the catchphrases. Yes. Hello, hello, hello. Although, hello, I believe hello, the, hello. I believe the police beat you to that one. Hello, Pardon? hello, hello. Oh, I see. Right. Thank you. Worried where you were going with that. Okay. <laughs> um, hey, how are you? Because I feel this week we've been following your illness. Uh, mm, we've been mm. tracking it like Santa at Christmas. Yes. I feel that everyone is totally sick of my sickness by now. So, yes, uh, yes it is. Whatever it is, it's fine. Uh, yeah, let's move on. I, I'm all right. Thank you. Still alive and you're still complaining. So that's yes, good. Absolutely. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, well, coming up today, as I said, we've got uh, talk about the Google Pixel Watch. Quite interested about this because, you know, the Google Pixel Watch certainly has been the device that I think most of us uh, are kind of hoping will be a good alternative to the Apple Watch if you want to, you know, have an alternative smartwatch. Of course, if you pair it with an Apple phone, you're not going to get the greatest of experiences because you'll lose out on, I would imagine, quite a few things. Um, calling, messaging, you know, the reasons you'd use a watch in the first place. Would you, though? I'm never quite sure about that, how it works the other way. I mean, because you do get the... I'm assuming you can download the apps for the iPhone, so... You'll get certain... Th- yeah, you I mean, you'll get Google-based services, yeah. You would get the Fitbit so health work. track inside of it, because that's a separate app, right? Possibly, so, yeah, yeah. Mm, I just don't know how it works with calls and that. It just seems so strange that you have a smartwatch for a specific ecosystem, right? I mean, I get it. That's what Apple does on their side. But for Android, I don't see why it couldn't be made possible. That it's just, you know, part of it. Yeah, well, of course, you've heard the news recently. um, Because, of course, this talk about iMessage coming to Android, everyone wants this to happen. But Apple seemed to think that even though people keep asking for it, nobody's really asking for it. No, no, Nobody nobody really wants wants it. You don't really want it. You don't need it. Exactly. We tell you what you want, says Apple. Uh, (laughs) And you don't want this. I think, Apple, you don't want this. I think this is a little bit of projection going on here. You don't want this to happen because you don't want people switching to Android so they can benefit from the Apple ecosystem or the Android ecosystem, right? I, I don't know, though. Is there, a, is there a possibility it could be short-sighted that, you know, if you gave someone a taster of using iMessage on Android, maybe i'm trying to think what features you could hold back and say no these are only for iphone users to be yeah. honest i can't actually think of that and <laughs> also you for... don't want to start subscribe well, who knows these days but i don't imagine you'd want to start making iMessage or messaging a subscription service right no no you don't no. want premium messaging i think that could be quite dangerous so People no you don't go straight want to, go to whatsapp route. yeah exactly that's right and then whatsapp went down this week that was the big story of the week, of course. Apple, I mean, it didn't go down for long. I think it was a couple of hours, but you'd think the world had ended the way that Twitter was going on. But all the messages that I got on my WhatsApp was, is this working? You yeah, I was doing this that. Is I did although, it as Although well. I, didn't, I didn't get the message. What was happening was when I sent that message to our group, it was just saying connecting the whole time. So it looked like it didn't even go. Oh, but obviously right. it did. It must have just sat there until eventually it reconnected again. But it, just, it was as if the server had just gone off. And you know what it is? I know exactly what's going on. They're running the whole thing on Windows Night 7 or something. And, <laughs> Nine, you know, it's got 95. a system update. And, you know, it's had to do a restart. And the server yep. has rebooted. And that's what it is. Someone said to give the computer a kick under the, the desk. And it's all back up and running again. That's exactly, I tell you, that is exactly how exactly. it works. That's from the insider position there. Well done, Stephen Thank Scott. You. It is funny though. It shows. I mean, you know, I got a BBC news flash notification. WhatsApp is down outages, <laughs> and you think, wow, WhatsApp really is that important? You know. Yeah, and, I, I know. I, and to be honest, if that WhatsApp had been down for a, a few days, it would have been a, a bit of a nightmare for us. You know, and, and how often I use WhatsApp to communicate with people is surprising. Yeah, well, we've WhatsApp got a lot of groups. I mean, one. 
I'm certainly on WhatsApp more. Although I will say it has, well, not not that, but I have been looking at alternative social media because I'm getting a bit fed up with Twitter and Facebook to some degree. I mean, Facebook, I don't really bother with anymore. It's just so full of ads and sponsorships. Twitter, mm. you can kind of control if you use a different application. Like I use Twitterific on the Mac, and I quite like that. Um, but I think I'm looking at things like Discord, although I don't really know what these things are, but I'm looking into them. No, Reddit. I, don't. I don't really know what is what the big deal it's is. It's the about front them. page of the internet. What? Reddit. <laughs> Reddit. That's its tagline. The front page of the internet. Oh, there yeah. you go. It's the it's most popular website most visited, I believe. Or at least wow, well, I've never been on it. So that shows that shows what I know. Yep. That this is just typical, though, isn't it? The most popular thing in the world, and I have no idea what it is, what it does. It's, it's not that. It's just that it's it, all these things are just such time suckers. I mean, you know, it, it, it's really. If I'm not saying they're bad, even it's just if you really get into them, then hours just disappear if you try to respond to everyone and. Mm. Yeah, I just find it's best just to sort of ignore them. I'm yeah, sorry because Discord, Discord is like, I guess, live WhatsApp. Well, WhatsApp is live, but you know what I mean? It's very similar to WhatsApp, but it's groups, isn't it? Topic-based. I'm getting That's the impression I'm getting from it. I always thought, I mean, Discord, as far as I remember, started out as a, a game voice chat system, right? So yeah. you could uh, talk to your people as you're playing. But as far as I know, it's much more than that now because I do hear, you know, Oh, if you want to blah blah blah, then jump on our Discord server, and uh, I, I believe you can do. Can you do shopping on it as well? You know, you can buy things and send cash. I, 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 yeah, it's it's grown to a lot more. But uh, yeah, I, it's just one of those things. I think I hear about it, but I've got no interest in going on it just yet <laughs> yeah. until I find the need. Sounds like social media to me. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, look, I want to get to some voicemails and emails as well before we uh, get. Uh, um, Aaron Hewitt. No, I didn't forget his name. Aaron Hewitt is going to be joining us a bit later. <laughs> so sorry, um, Aaron. We are going to let you get away, though, today, because I know you're not feeling so great. So, you know, we'll, we'll let you go and we'll bring Aaron on and we'll let him talk. Because I want to hear what he's got to say about the, the Pixel Watch. I know you'll be interested in hearing that. So, yep. Um, but before we, we do that, let's get some voicemails. One has come in from Cece, and he has some comments on uh, my uh, news the other day about the VOF7 key. So let's hear what Cece has to say. Today, folks, this is CC in Montreal, and I heard your discussion today, uh, the 26th, Tuesday, or Wednesday, whatever, the 26th, about uh, the VO function F7, 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 and yes, that's an interesting command, but it means one has to move from the ready position on the keyboard all of those are available if you go to voiceover utility, keyboard commander, then choose when you want to add your command. I used the right option key, so I said right option T. I went into the information section, and one of the items there is read time, read date, or read time and date. So I use right option T for a read time. And you can also say a speak battery status. So I use right option B to speak the battery status. Um, Freestyle Libra link app is still broken. Though if you want to at least get the result, it still won't give trending up or down or stable arrows. But at least to get the result, a two-finger pull down from the top will tell you the blood glucose level from the sensors and monitors. Uh, I had got a new set of AirPod Pro 2s and was experimenting with which were the best cushions. I did the test fit, and they all got good reviews. But I was eating over a large bowl of popcorn and didn't realize that one of them had worked loose until I heard it clink down into the bowl. (laughs) <laughs> and they're shaped almost exactly like a large piece of pop popcorn. So I had to clean those off the oiliness after they came out. And now I'm really going to show my age because I asked your greeter to fix his grammar. Your greeter is saying, now, here is your hosts, plural, and saying your names. If we could, please ask your greeter to re-record that and say, here are your hosts. Thank you very much. Thank you, Cece. Um, 
Okay. Great name. Love it. And yeah. I, I, you know what? I don't even notice that. Here is your host. I think, I th- I think he says, here's your hosts. I think Here's he your says. host. Well, uh, oh. maybe that's wrong. I don't know. I know yeah. nothing of this thing they call English. No. Um, I mean, I've heard about it. People talk about yeah, it all the time. You're Scottish. You don't know nothing about exactly. it. Exactly. Well, I know a bit the English language. Exactly. <laughs> but um, okay. Well, well, we'll certainly look into that, CC. Thank you. Uh, but also in regards to the uh, FN. Now, interesting. You, he said VOFN F7 F7 as in function key. That is actually quite important to say because a lot of people won't have their keyboards set to have the function row set as F1, F2, F3 versus the action buttons or the, the shortcuts. So yeah. if you have your keyboard set that you are using Fn to F12, F1 to F12, um, then you don't have to hold down the function key because you know it is going to that right that key. But if you don't have that set, you would have to hold down the function key. So VO Fn F7. So that's a good point. Um, but that is also great news that it's also in under keyboard shortcuts or, or through the keyboard commander, I should say. Commander, yeah. That you can get the access to that. And I, I, I know this, this might sound like a really trivial thing, but before it was always through the Apple script, it was always tell the time and the date. You couldn't just get the time. Yeah, I remember and writing now, an automation script to do well, just that's that. That's right, yeah. And you'd the, have to go and write a script. Yeah. Uh, exactly. So now you can have those options. It seems some things just seem so ridiculous that it's taken so long to get these out there, you know? But it's there. I mean, rejoice, yeah, now, exactly. I'm Have rejoicing. some joy in your heart. I did joy yesterday. I put up the clip of the weatherman, you know, happy oh, yeah. with the touch screen. Okay. That was yesterday. Yeah, I okay. moved on. Well done, you. Joy just <laughs> once a week. <laughs> if you're lucky. Yes. Um, okay, Stop thank it. you for that, Cece. And yeah, bad news about that Freestyle Libra. That is not great, is it? That is really not great. That's, That's still oh, not yeah, working. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Sorry, not great. That is absolutely awful. That is one of you, those. Sorry, that's British for terrible. Yes, that is, it's it's disgraceful. I would say that's absolutely should be accessible, and that should not be one of those apps which is allowed to sort of um, just stay in that form. It should be patched immediately because the people need people need to know this information, right? It's, yeah, it's well, terrible. It, is, it could be life or death. I mean, quite literally in that case. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know, again, I, this is something which I'm sure CC is, is reporting, and I'm, I'm sure other people may, and certainly should report this back to the company. It should have been caught before fixed. it was released. I'm sorry, but it should have been. It, well, it should have been, but, you know, how many people are using Freestyle Libra at that company are, you know, using or testing voiceover? And I'm, I'm not saying that's not, any, that's not an excuse, no. but let's be honest about it. How many? Probably none. Mm-hmm. So that's something that needs to be addressed for sure. Thank you for bringing it up, Cece. I appreciate that. Uh, we've got some good news from Rebecca. Well, my Lenovo woes have a happy ending. A friend was able to wipe the computer clean and reinstall Windows 11. Now, pressing function escape locks the function keys. The laptop is working like new again and there is no Lenovo bloatware. I've got the new voices as well and plenty of USB-A ports. It will meet my needs a little longer. Maybe a clean install is the best option rather than continually upgrading Windows. Rebecca. Uh, no, that's, that's an interesting one, isn't it? How often... I remember the days I used to reset my computer nearly every couple of months or even every yeah. month. I used to love remember that. You, and so did I. I, love, yeah. I used to love stripping the whole thing back, you know, right back to, to base and then, you know, start all over again and downloading all the drivers. Although... Yeah. Those were the days when you had to go to another computer to download the drivers for Ethernet, for the, the VGA, yes, whatever it was. Right. Otherwise, nothing worked. You know, you couldn't get online until you got that Ethernet driver in place or the Wi-Fi driver if you had Wi-Fi in your computer at that time. And, of course, then True. it was a separate card. But, yeah, but, that, that's, that's I good. mean, it was worth it, right? Because afterwards it felt like, oh, this is a new computer. It feels so mm-hmm. good. And it was kind of but, pointless. I mean, oh, I used to get into my school. And I always remember I used to do this, and I'd tell my teacher in, in the – the OIS, the Office and Information Studies class. That was computing class in my day. Oh. And um, the, the Mrs. Scott, who was of no relation to me, but she would come in and she would say, oh, well, how was your night? And I'd say, oh, I'm really tired, miss. I was up all night resetting my computer and I, up till three this morning getting Microsoft Word installed. And she used to just be like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, Nerd. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She used to beat you up and take your dinner money. Exactly, yeah. Those <laughs> teachers were terrible. The kids were great. <laughs> 
<laughs> I, I wonder though, because you're right, Rebecca. Right, a, a clean install, as as we just said, it used to be the way to to totally refresh your PC. But in Windows, there is an option, a setting called Refresh PC, and it's meant to do exactly that. It's meant to take Windows back to the out of the box experience. Now, I that's what I've been using the last few times um, to, to clean up my PC, but I don't do it very often. Mm. Uh, I just wonder how how you know, is that as good? I don't think it is probably as good as a totally clean install off a fresh USB pen drive and all that. But I, I think it's it actually, you know, I think it works okay. But maybe that would have been a thing to try. But if you want to get rid of the Lenovo bloatware as well, I'm not sure that refresh the PC would have done that. I must admit, I don't find this as much of a problem with the Mac. I don't ever really bother refreshing the Mac at all. In fact, I tend to find I don't bother because I think these days it's a case of, especially with things like voiceover settings and things, once you've got it all working perfectly, you really don't want to touch it. <laughs> yes, exactly. And actually, that's one thing I love about migration. Uh, so the migration assistant that you get on Mac, and I think you've got a similar now on PC, where if you want to you know, move things to a new computer, you can do that. And, and certainly with Migration Assistant, you just plug them both into the same network and you, know, you get a new machine and you can just copy the previous machine over, or, you know, the, the current machine over to the new machine. Now, this is yeah. also good for, and yeah, there are some caveats to this, but there's some cool stuff around this because you, know, you can obviously, if you want, say you've got your computer set up exactly how you like it. You know, what is really cool is you could just copy your computer to another machine, and that's it. I did that with my MacBook Air, my new one. I just copied my Mac Mini right over to it. Now, the downside there is if you have programs on there that need licensed. So, for example, um, anything you bought through the, the, the iTunes store should be fine. Um, not through iTunes, but the app, Apple App Store. Yeah. Um, but if you've bought something externally, like when I bought Parallels, it will complain because it will say, hang on a minute, you're already using this, so what's the deal? On another you, system. You have yeah. to buy another yeah. license or whatever you need to do. So, and just to make sure it's relicensed. But other than that, you know, you can get a perfect copy and it means all your voiceover settings, everything, the way you like it, is just there. That's, um, nice. that's a great feature. Yes, it's very nice. That's um, nice. Right, let's move on um, to Rill, who sent us a message. I haven't heard from Rill in a while. Um, Rill got in touch to talk about the Pixel 6a. Hi, guys. There's lots of things I could comment on, but I think I will restrict myself to the Pixel 6a. I had been using a Pixel 3a. Well, using is kind of a stretch. I fiddled around with my 3a, using it mostly for an audio player. I like the sound of the speaker. However, the 3a does not upgrade to Android 13, and I wanted to try that out. The 6a seemed to be out of reach financially until my carrier offered it for $200. No colour choice. No capacity choice. Take a charcoal 128GB phone or not. I plugged the power cable into both phones and everything was copied over quickly. I was up and running rather painlessly. And wow, what a great phone! I was a full-time Android user up until about Jellybean 4 point something. I'm not ready to give up my iPhone. I am still more comfortable there, but the assistant voice typing is quite good. They have finally figured out how not to have spoken messages part of what you are dictating. Using the on-screen keyboard is easy enough. I like to cast my audio to my Fire TV when I'm in that room. I can airplay my audio from my iPhone if I'm willing to fiddle with a security code. I am having more difficulty with finding a suitable app to connect the Android phone. I'm not willing to pay for a subscription to do this. I think it should just work. I paid for the devices after all. I am beginning to think buying a Chromecast to plug into the TV might be worth the expense just putting it out there to see if anyone has a workable solution. Keep up the good work. Rill. Well, thank you, Rill. Um, It's an Android question, so I'll just pass that on to our audience, Sean, if that's okay with you. Yes, because I... I, I, (laughs) Sorry, I got a little bit confused there, Rill. How are you doing? Um, What's she trying to do? Trying to cast from her Android 6A to her Fire Stick? Yeah, well, there are ways to do that. I mean, there are applications, but you'd have to download an application on the Fire Stick and also onto your Google device. Does it um, not do that automatically? I thought you could. I don't I think thought... so. Ah. No, weirdly, I don't know why that is. This is this is one of the problems I had with the Fire TV Stick. The, the casting side of it, you'd think because it's Google, and obviously yes. Fire TV is based on Android, yep. you'd think there'd be some connection there. And I think that's, that's something missing there. Because I, I always think about the Fire, t- the Fire Tablet. Can you not cast from the Fire Tablet to a Fire TV stick? You must be able to. 
mean, or is no. the assumption that you would just watch the content on the Fire no, TV stick? No. You know, know what? That's that's a good. Yeah, I think you're right. Let's throw that out to our listeners because honestly, I don't know enough about it. That's really interesting. I do know there are apps out there you can get that will mirror um, what that experience is like, though. And obviously, you've got to think about you know what you're doing, which is sharing content through your network via you know Wi-Fi, or whatever, and, and using a third-party app to do it. How yeah secure? How good is that? My experience of these apps have not been great. Um. I would certainly say the Chromecast is going to do it perfectly for you. Chromecast um, was great when I had one. Didn't last very long. It, it stopped working, but oh, really? I've got to say, it was it was great. I really did like that. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was really simple. Really, really, I mean, it worked well. I find the AirPlay on, on the Apple side is okay at times, but um, it can be a bit fiddly. You know, it's not always. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it won't transmit the video either. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's down to rights, depending on what you're trying to to share to your screen. Um, some TV companies won't let you stream the content, oh, which madness. is really what's so annoying, especially when, for example, the as, as has happened to us, the audio description is only available on the app and not through the TV apps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So you might yeah, want to bounce right. the, the whole thing, but you get the audio only. And you just think, oh, really? I Actually, my favorite was after doing some testing, I did it with one uh, network here in the UK. And I had managed to with the Google with the I tried it with Google Pixel and a Chromecast, and with an iPhone and Apple TV. And on both occasions, what it would do is it would bounce just the audio to the device. The Chromecast, I think, it did bounce the video as well, but it would right. not bounce the AD track. Oh, wow! That's the AD odd. track was only available when you played it through the phone, but because the device was clearly going off to the network to get it for that particular device, the Chromecast or the Apple TV. It was oh, pulling yeah. in the version relevant to it, not the That's one right. I had on my phone. So, yeah, complete nightmare. Ah, yeah. TVs, don't worry about them. Forget about it. Just <laughs> your, your smartphone, you're fine. 6A is a great phone, by the way. Yes, absolutely. It is. It, it, the 6A, you cannot go wrong with the 6A. You know, I know there's a lot of people excited about the 7 and the 7 Pro, Although I know that there's an issue for those who like Eloquence, because I think on the 7 and 7 Pro, they don't support 32-bit apps. So oh. forget Eloquence. Right. Um, sorry. Um, which is kind of ironic when you think it's now on the iPhone, right? <laughs> well, there <laughs> must like, be a 64-bit version out there, surely. There well, is. How, do they, how are they doing it on the iPhone? Because I thought no, the exactly. iPhone was 64-bit, was it? Yes, it is. So who knows? Maybe it'll come back yeah. in a new form. Um, listen, let's get one more voicemail before we move on. Uh, Anne-Marie has been in touch. Hi, Stephen, Sean and Mark. It's Anne-Marie from Malvern in the UK again. Thanks for the information on the Gizzerhand light-up cane. Um, bit pricey, looked at it, not quite what I was looking for. There's a guy in America that does a rollerball tip for a cane and it works on some sort of gyroscope mechanism, I think. So when you're swiping from side to side as you walk along the pavement, that lights up with LEDs. Might be something you want to have a look at, although I can't find the website that I was looking at, and I don't know whether they'd import it here. Um, but that seems like quite a good idea. So, again, something else to investigate. And on the subject, everyone's talking about trying not to hold their phones when they're out and about, which is a bit of a, a common wide problem with us blindies. There is a quite a few running vests I'm looking at online. And they are almost like little harnesses that you can strap around your body, just sit over your shoulders. They've got no sleeves, no arms or anything in. And there's a little pocket that sits on this harness-type vest for your phone. So it's purposely designed as a phone holder for runners. So I'm wondering whether us blindies could put it either underneath a coat. For obviously, for the winter, you're going to want to wear a coat. So you could almost wear this harness underneath your coat. And then you can just quickly unzip your coat, take the phone out of the pocket that sits on your chest. Or maybe they designed bigger ones that would then go over your coat. But we'd need to make sure they were waterproof or in the rain. So please have a look at the running vest phone holders. Ignore the fact that it's for runners. I'm just thinking the whole design of it would be perfect for us blindies so we don't have to keep holding our phones in our hands. And some of the pockets are also clear on them, so an IRA agent or Be My Eyes would have clear access to your camera. So I just thought I'd pass that on in my investigations. Hashtag another friend of the shed. Hashtag nice to know Dean is still listening. Take care, guys. All the best. <laughs> Speak to you soon. Bye. A fantastic email. 
Isn't that great? Thank you so much for that. And, you know, I love how our community come together on these kind of things and we all kind of go and share new things because I had never heard of that no. um, at all. I mean, I have heard of the the rollerball. Now, the way I, I actually had one of these and I had to get rid of it because I wish I'd known or I'd have sent you it, Anne-Marie, because um, I got rid of it because it was so... Um, I could describe it. It, it, it's like it flashed. It, it flashed. It, it flashed. It flashed. Yes. yes, there you go. It doth flashed. Uh, it it doth indeed thee. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing Shakespeare version of double tap this week. <laughs> doth my uh, double enough. tap. All right. Um, yes. Yeah, so basically, it, it flashed all the time. It was like a constant pulsing LED light, and um, as soon as the, the the tip hit the ground, it would start to flash. Now, if you can put up with that. Great, I couldn't. <laughs> it was just horrible. Oh, really? Yeah, I couldn't okay. handle that. But there may be other versions of that, right? There may be other ways to do it. And and we got it on Amazon. I so, was going to say, I'm pretty sure, I can't remember the name of it, though, but if you search for light-up rollerball, maybe cane tip? It's, yeah, the, it, was, it was a mushroom tip, and maybe there's jumbo versions. I don't know. Yeah. Um, more, li- more than likely, to be honest. But yeah. Amazon's the place I would definitely look for that but that's kind, of, kind of the point of it, Stephen Scott, that it flash ed. I mean, that's what it. That's what, that's his raison d'être. Oh, there goes the edit what? on that one. Uh, yes. So, <laughs> uh, no, it does flash ed, and I um, I, I just uh, yeah, for me it was just too it was too random. You know, I think if it could be a solid light, that's what I quite liked about the Giza hand, because it was a solid light. Yeah. It can make me think of those old vacuum cleaners you used to get with the light at the bottom of them. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. That's what always made me think of whenever I, I thought a about Kirby. it. Kirby, yes. Uh, I <laughs> actually, I just want one like a lightsaber, right? The cane, the whole cane just lights up. That's, it's got to be doable, surely. I saw a big argument raging on a certain social media platform about Twitter. canes and coloured canes. It was on Facebook. Um, oh, you know, the, the, the other hate place. Well, hate book. <sighs> Not so much that. It was just, you know, people were saying, you know, we're trying to educate people and inform people what the white cane actually represents and the white cane with red stripes, you know, what that represents. And for people to just, for fashion reasons, you know, just to pick colored canes, it's, 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 uh, you shouldn't do it. Um, and other people just coming on and saying, oh, it's my cane. It, it reflects my personality. I, I'm just picking whatever color. So, um, it's interesting. I kind of, I kind of agree that, you know what? People don't know what it is, and I, I don't think you're ever going to educate people. If people don't realize that uh, you know, a six-foot bloke with a, a five-and-a-half-foot cane has, is visually impaired, then there's no helping them. doesn't matter what color that cane is. Yeah, it is interesting, right? Because I got, uh, in fact, you know, because you were there when we were at Sight Village in Birmingham yeah. this yeah. year, I got a blue cane and a red cane. And funnily enough, I haven't used the red one because I kind of feel guilty about using it in case people get it mixed up. With the cane for people who are deaf blind. Yeah, but it's totally red, right? It's not white and red. Yeah, but nobody knows anything. That's the problem. So they might yeah. see it and just think, oh, that means deaf. And uh, uh, that's if they even know that's a thing. You know, I, I kind of go along the, the theory that nobody knows anything, um, which is probably well, I, true. I'll be honest, I didn't know about the uh, red stripes on the white cat. I didn't know what that meant until did I. recently, fairly recently. So, I mean, I'm no better than anywhere else. Anyone else, I should say. Someone came out to me and said, what's the prodder, f- what's the prodder for? Now, I'm assuming they're talking about my cane. But uh, <laughs> people just don't know, right? I, I, I don't... Did you, yeah, did you check I, yourself? Did you check? Are you okay? <laughs> Good, okay. Let's um, leave that there. <laughs> well, um, I'll be honest. I, I'll finish up on this, which I, I think I've told this story before. I'll tell you very briefly. If I have, I apologize. But... Um, Years ago when I was at school, I did some work in woodwork class and I'd made a TV video cabinet and it got put forward for an award. I have no idea why I won an award <laughs> other than the fact that I think it still stands, uh, you know, after I'd built it. Yes. Uh, well, and I you. happened to be blind at the same time. And um, I went to this event, like, you know, dignitaries are there and all the rest of it. And this woman comes up to me and she says, what you have done, what you have done, will change people's lives. And I'm thinking, has she not got a Best Buy? I mean, you know, th- th- these things are available. You can buy these on, on shelves, right? Why, video what, stand, why? yes. Yeah, TV video stand. I mean, what was the big deal? And the laugh is, when I finally got to take it home, 
It was actually, it was two, I'd measured it wrong. So the video recorder we had didn't fit into it. <laughs> so it was completely pointless. It ended up in the garden shed as a plant holder or, you know, a put a Beautiful. toolbox in it or something. You know, it was used Cherished. Yeah. Exactly. Cherished. And then I think we just left it in the shed when we left the house and we moved <laughs> away. It's like someone else's problem now. But yeah, she, she actually, as I found out later, she thought, because I was standing with a white cane, she thought I'd invented a white cane. Yeah. Someone yeah, else told me to this say after. You didn't. Said, she she's been this woman's been all around this place <laughs> telling telling everybody you've invented this mobility for blind people. The Stephen's got stick, as we all got to call it from now on. And I am like, I am a genius. So, you know, uh, if you want to thank somebody for the white cane, you can thank me personally. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But there you go, right? She thinks I've invented this thing that's been around for how many years? And, you know, it's just, this is the problem, you know, so we're worrying about color, you know, people don't even know what the thing is to start with. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Um, anyway, I will say this, if you're in a, a very busy crowd, it can clear Moses parts the Red Sea type thing. I mean, it is brilliant. Oh, you're a tank when you're stomping along with your oh, head. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you don't. I know. Um <laughs> Listen, stick around. We're going to be talking with Aaron Hewitt next. He's going to be joining us to talk all about Google and the Pixel Watch. You are going to go and get a well-deserved rest, my friend. Although, are you back tomorrow? Are you back um, with Mark? Yes, well, apparently so. I'm taking a day off tomorrow, so yeah. that yeah. This didn't, See, you think I'm being kind by letting you go. I'm yeah. just giving you half an hour off because you're back here for a full hour tomorrow. <laughs> so I think, I think actually you're working longer than you were intending to work this week. But Thank you. you I appreciate it. <laughs> you listen, I know you love that shed. So... You know, I'm helping you get out the house. It's all right, thank you. You're you're just a saint. That's it's social work I'm doing over here. Social work. <laughs> have fun with um, Aaron. Have a great day, and um, yes, Aaron Hewitt joins us next on Double Tap. Stay right there. Can't get enough Double Tap? Subscribe to the podcast and get your fill of Double Tap every day. Visit DoubleTapOnAir.com and follow us now. We'll be right back. This is Double Tap. Now, back to the show. This is Double Tap. Welcome back. And uh, Sean is off to his bed for a well-earned rest. I say that in the largest inverted commas I can find. Um, But in his place, and this is the second time this has happened, I believe, in the the course of the show, uh, we've had Aaron Hewitt step in (laughs) to his chair. Um, Aaron, how are you today? I'm very good. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not just out of my bed, thankfully. I've been away for, for quite a while, so that's good. <laughs> Let's talk about the Pixel Watch. So what's uh, what was your first experience then when you took it out of the box? So my first experience was actually how nicely designed uh, designed it is. It's a really nice designed watch. Um, it's not too big, which I was I was slightly concerned about with, you know, because the Apple Watch is square because, you know, I came from an Apple Watch. The Apple Watch is like a square and the corners can kind of stick off your wrist a little bit and it doesn't look particularly fantastic i don't think that's very subjective i don't think the apple watch is a very nice design um mm, okay i never have but it was a really nice design and i was really like wowed by that for a start and it was really comfortable to wear um, i did have to swap the band out which was quite the ordeal uh, i thought i'd broken it twice when doing that um, because it's not the easiest thing to, to change uh, you've got to push a button in on the side and then pull the band over the button and i have no fingernails um, so that was really quite difficult to do. Yeah, because um, they describe it as um, you're kind of the same way as essentially putting a camera lens onto a camera, which I, I was trying to understand that in my head how that worked. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Is. So the, the, you you push you pull the button down and then it clicks into place. I guess right. Yeah, you, you use the band when you're putting the band on. You use the band to hold the button, so you actually right. press the band into the button and then pull it back. Um, Oh, I see. Right. Okay. That right. Okay. I get you. Okay. So you get the band on and you've got the thing started up. Um, how do we activate TalkBack on a, a Google Pixel Watch? So how do we get that moving? It has two buttons. It has a, a like a the crown like the Apple Watch does and the side button like the Apple Watch does. Um, but they call it a top button, not a side button. So triple pressing the top button will actually turn on TalkBack, which I thought was way better than the the other Android Wear watches where it's a two-finger hold on the screen. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy about that, the fact that that's actually a button press rather than a 
a gesture. Because the, the, the two-finger hold on the screen, that is also the way to start TalkBack on uh, uh, an Android phone, right? No. That changed a while ago. Well, now you it? hold the two-volume yeah, keys. That shows you how old I am. Yeah, no, that changed That changed quite some time ago. You hold the two-volume keys down now. But yeah, so that was, that was great. Um, I found it was kind of laggy. It, like, even during setup, there was a bit of lag with TalkBack. Um, but it was more the, the speech engine, not, not TalkBack itself. But other than that, it was actually really, really seamless setup experience. I opened the Pixel Watch app on my phone and I went through the steps. And then it asked me to install Fitbit and I did that. And then it asked me to connect the watch again, which was a bit odd. Um, it's actually a bit weird. It detects the watch in the Fitbit app as a Fitbit device. But then in the Pixel Watch app, it obviously detects it as a Pixel Watch. So that's a bit odd. I don't know why it doesn't just all come together because Google owns both companies now. So I don't mm, quite understand yeah. what the problem with that is. But I, you know, I connected it to my Fitbit account and, and everything was great. Um, you know, all the default apps were accessible. That was pretty fantastic, actually. I, it's worrying that I didn't expect that. Did you have experience of Android Wear before this? I did a little bit. Um, not not to the same extent as, as some people. I tried it very briefly, decided it wasn't for me, and, and didn't carry on with it any further. Um, but it opened to what I'd like to describe as is similar to, you know, when you use the Apple Watch and you change the, the apps to a list view rather than the grid. It opened yeah. to the list, and I was quite happy about that because I don't like the, the grid layout mm. of, of a watch home screen. It's too cramped. There's no way of fitting anything on that when you when you do that. So it opened to that view, and, and everything was, was very accessible. There weren't as many third-party apps as I would have liked. Um, like, there were so many things missing that I would have liked to see. Like, just WhatsApp and Telegram and things like that weren't available. Yeah, although... Yeah, because one of the, the criticisms I have of the Apple Watch, and it's maybe not the Apple Watch in fairness, it's WhatsApp itself, is that you know if we use voice messages, as I do on a lot of the groups I'm on, um, they don't play on the Apple Watch. So it'll tell you you've got, it'll tell you the notification, and it'll tell you you've got that, but you've still got to go back to the phone to get it. So you know you may as well just have the phone, right? It's, there's no point even bothering with the yeah, Apple. Yeah, that's, on, on the, that's the same on the Pixel Watch. Yeah, Actually, see, that's, um, that's, I was yeah. kind of disappointed about that. To be honest, I was I was kind of hoping, but you know, what can you do? Um, one thing I did like though is the when you reply to an, uh, a message on the Pixel Watch, it brings up a keyboard, so you can actually type rather than dictate all the time. Uh, mm. Which I know the newer Apple Watches have, but mine didn't, so that was a change, and I enjoyed that a lot. Um, I was very happy to to have that option. Now that typing experience. Uh, because I'm thinking about the size of the screen here. Now, from what I can gather from the material, I haven't had my hands on this device yet, but the screen is not that big, is it? It's not that big, no. It's So it's quite a cramped keyboard, but you can set it to where you double tap on each key. So what I found to do was just to touch anywhere on the keyboard and then flick between the keys. Right. Uh, if I didn't quite tap the right one. So you kind of get the general vicinity with each tap. You know, the rows are quite distinct on the keyboard. Um, but you know, you try and tap F, and you might tap tap G, so it's easier to just flick left and find F than it is to go ahead and explore the keyboard again. So that tends to be the way I deal with that um, when I'm when I'm trying to type. And is TalkBack basic on there? I mean, is it does it have any options? Is it just simple? And, and in terms of voices, are there many options available? No, not really. It's all very simple. It's all very straightforward. TalkBack is a very slimmed down uh, version. You've got no Braille display support. There's no, um, as far as I can tell, there's there's no multi-finger gesture support. It's only single-finger gestures. There's no, there's obviously no Braille keyboard because that would be a nightmare <laughs> on a watch screen. Mm. Yeah. Um, and as far as official text-to-speech options, there's only the Google speech services, which are very, very sluggish. So actually. overall, it's because, you know, my experience, and this is kind of where I was going with this, you know, the Samsung Galaxy Watch 4 that I got, um, which I think was the 4 Classic, uh, because I liked that rotating bezel that it had. Um, much preferred that to the, the one without the bezel. And um, my experience of that was it was very sluggish, very slow, uh, not as responsive as I'd like. Um, are you are you telling me that the Google Pixel Watch feels the same? It. I don't think it feels exactly the same. It's a little bit more responsive than that. Um I've, I've, you know, I've, I've gotten used to it, 
but I don't think it's on par with with an Apple Watch as far as responsiveness goes. Okay, so if you're coming um, to it from I, the Apple did, Watch, you are going to notice the difference. Well, I did. I think you can get used to it if you're mm-hmm. only exclusively using a Pixel Watch. But I wasn't. I was using them both at the same time. <laughs> you were testing them, yeah. You were testing them. I both was testing this. Yes, I had them both on. I had one on one wrist and one on the other, and that's kind of what I was doing. I had I had an iPhone and an Android phone, uh, as I tend to nowadays, and I was testing them both and then seeing what the differences were and what features were were missing and what features I would like to see each platform take. Um, and so there was a couple of times where I thought, oh, I'm just going to do this on the Apple Watch because it's faster. But then there was also a couple of times where I thought, why can't I do this on the Apple Watch? Why is this so much more complicated? Yeah, maybe maybe that's a good way to look at it, right? Because I think, first off, comparison between the Apple Watch and the Google Pixel Watch is a little bit unfair, isn't it? Because of it the is. generation. I mean, this is first gen. I know that Wear OS has been out for a long time. But you know, this is the first time Google has come out with their own Pixel Watch, their own product, and you know, where are we eight series in with the Apple Watch? We've got the Apple Watch Ultra, so you know, there's lots of generations out there uh, of Apple Watch. Um, so it's maybe not a fair comparison. But I'm interested to know, looking the other way, you know, what you found cool about the Google Pixel Watch versus the Apple Watch. Like, what could you do on it that you felt maybe the Apple Watch lacked? First of all, the, the typing that I mentioned, yes, I know the newer Apple Watches can do it. I've not tried it. I don't have one. Um, I, I, you know, I've never, I don't do that on my Apple Watch because I can't. Um, but I found that that was good. I'd rather do that than dictate. I've never been a fan of dictation anyway. Um, another one that I found really quite useful was the sleep tracking. Um, okay. The sleep tracking on the Pixel Watch is incredibly accurate. Uh, from when I from what I what I used it for, I thought that was really good, and I think the integration with Fitbit, although it's not complete, like there's a bunch of Fitbit features that are missing on the Pixel Watch, I think that can only get better, and I think and and all those features are accessible, yeah, yeah, they are, which is a big thing because mm. no other Fitbit device is accessible. So I think well, that's right. I mean, the Fitbit, Fitbit tracker, up until now hasn't. Yeah, the, the Fitbit up until now has not been accessible, right? So if you want to be on the Fitbit platform then the Pixel Watch is definitely a way to go. It's a very much more robust fitness tracking platform than Apple's health and HealthKit. Mm-hmm. That's not to say HealthKit yeah. is bad. It's not. No, um, no, not at all. No, but but it does seem that Fitbit had the, the advantage. That's their right? whole reason the to exist. The, the, yeah, the entire exactly. reason that Fitbit exists is, is for, for that data. For fitness, um, yeah, and, and for that yeah. data, yeah. That is good, um, and I found the the tracking was was surprisingly accurate, even just for steps. You know, because you know how you the thing with the with pedometers where you you'd like you could shake them and they would add steps. Um, I didn't mm-hmm. find it doing that too much. Um, you know, when I would like open a door, it wouldn't add steps onto my step counter. Um, yeah. When I would move my cane, it wouldn't add steps onto my step counter, which I found with with the Apple Watch was actually a really big problem, because I used the cane in the same hand as I as I had the Apple Watch on, which is a bit unfair because I wouldn't normally do that. But you know, it's a thing that someone might do, um, and I found it to be an issue when I was doing that. So, so you're telling me that all my step counts over the years are all they're all just lies. Well, if you if you're waving your cane around while you're using an Apple Watch, probably. And yeah, um, well, I I do. I I wear the Apple Watch on the same wrist as I use my cane, so on the same hand as I use my cane. So yeah, see, that's not uh, something I ever yeah. considered because it's not something I ever did until I had to wear them both. And so I tried swapping it around just to see, and the Pixel Watch did not register as many fake steps as I call them. It didn't register none. It registered a couple, but it wasn't anywhere near as many as the Apple Watch that picked up. So you know, if you were to rate this from you know one being absolutely awful would never touch within you know an inch of your own life again or you know 10 best thing ever where does it stand currently uh i'm gonna put it at around around a six because okay and i'm being a little bit a little bit lenient because it is a first gen product it only came out last month the ecosystem for it is still growing and has grown since i have you know, since I bought it, there have been new apps come out, there have been new capabilities unlocked and all that kind of thing. 
Um, the more are going to appear over the lifetime of the of the product. That is just inevitable. And I think that the more people actually get on board with this and actually try it, especially from the from the Android side of things, because this doesn't work with an iPhone. But on the mm. Android side of things, it's the best that we have. And I think the more people jump on it and the more people say, okay, yeah, we want more of this. Um, here's the things you can do better. Here's what you're doing well. I think that's what we need. I think we need people to actually not shy away from it and actually give it a go. I have a view, whether it's popular or not, I don't know, nor care, to be perfectly honest, but it's my view. <laughs> I think we're still allowed that. Um, and no, and that speaking. is... Okay, fine. Well, I don't care. I'm telling you anyway. I have a view that people who buy Android phones, blind people who buy them anyway, are more techie than most. Now, some people, granted, buy Android phones for cost reasons, and I totally understand that. But I think most people who buy them, well, maybe not most, but some people who buy them are buying them because they're quite techie and they love the customization aspect of Android. Me. Is that that something that's pretty cool? Well, yeah, but I guess when it comes to the watch, I'm wondering, is that the the cool thing about this? No, you actually don't get much customization with the Pixel Watch, which I'm quite disappointed about, actually. Mm. Um, it's not very... It's, it is developer-friendly, as in they've published all the things that they're required to publish. Um, but actually, tinkering with it is not an easy process and not something that anyone should be doing. The only way to do it is to chop up a USB cable and shove it into pins on the inside of the watch. So don't do that. No, please don't. Please avoid that <laughs> please at don't all costs. Do, do not do that it, at home. No, absolutely no. not. It is possible. You um, can unlock it and you can modify things and you can do whatever you want to do. Don't. Yeah, just Something's do going to happen. Your hacked USB cable is going to disconnect and you're going to break it. Well, we were talking about this before we came on. We were talking about the fact that you have managed to get the eloquence voice onto the Google Pixel Watch. Um, so what kind of trickery is going on there to make that happen? Because I'm assuming that's not native. No, it's not. Um, so the way you do that is you you would download the, the APK, which is the Android uh, app package. And then you, you install that onto the watch using a, a computer. Um, I'll go into the steps. There is a, a guide somewhere. Uh, I'm going to write a, another one, which is more um, explanatory. So if you're interested in on how the process works and why it does what it does, um, I'll write a guide up for that. But basically, you install it um, via the, the developer method, and then you can activate that from the text-to-speech settings. That does improve things by quite a lot. But it's not something that everyone is going to be comfortable doing, and it's not something that you should have to do to get a usable experience. Exactly. That's the point, right? Not everyone is going to do that. I mean, a lot of people might want to do it because it would, you know, I mean, how many people right now have been raving about eloquence on the iPhone and saying, when's it coming to the Apple Watch? When's it coming to the Apple Watch? Uh, you know, so licensing. I can imagine people would want that. <laughs> Well, yeah. Well, I, I still am completely bamboozled about how it managed to get onto the iPhone. So, you know, who knows what the future holds for that? But um, it certainly has made a difference to a lot of people's experience on the Mac using uh, Mac OS Ventura. So, it. you know, you you can see. I think the, it's the best the thing. I think it's the best thing on the Mac ever. Um, slightly off I agree. topic, but I actually think it's the best no. innovation in voiceover. Which is funny because it's such an old voice, but I think it's the best innovation in voiceover in years. Well, the amount of people have said they wish that the the this is going off topic a little bit, yes, but I I think that you know there are people who've talked about the fact that the uh, voice engine, the, the the whatever the the voice engine is that Mac uses versus the sappy voices, for example, that have been built on on Microsoft, um, you know, could have done with a bit of a rewrite anyway. But instead of rewriting it, instead of recreating it, they've just thought, Do you know what, let's just bring in eloquence. And for a lot of people, they're just like that was the right decision. That was exactly well, the right thing to do. What they've actually done, um, uh, well, like, what they've actually done is instead of instead of say let's rewrite it and port all the other voices, they said let's leave the other voices but write this other thing that yeah. now we can bring things over to. So it means that all the legacy voices still work the way you expect them to. It doesn't break any backwards compatibility with other apps that might have have used the old access method for speech synthesis, but also it allows them to. Uh, you know, make more responsive voices in the future and, and do all these other cool things. 
I could geek out with you so long, Aaron, but I am restricted by time, unfortunately. Even even though we have six hours a week to talk on this subject during the, the course of our time here on AMI, I, I'm still restricted to the hour. So listen, I have to go, but thank you for joining me. Thanks for talking about the Google Pixel Watch. Please come back and geek out some more with us. It's a lot of fun having you on. And uh, I really we'll catch enjoy up it. soon. Yeah, thank you, Aaron. Really appreciate you coming on. Uh, that is it for today. Just before we go, though, there is, of course, a developing story as we record, and that is that Elon Musk now owns Twitter. He has officially taken over Twitter now, and um, as has been the case for many months, uh, there has been lots of controversy around this decision, lots of interest by a lot of people, a lot of people who are pro-free speech, who think that this is an opportunity for them to go on and say, frankly, whatever they want to say. Uh, this, they believe, is, is great news for uh, Twitter. For many people, though, they're saying, well, look, marginalized communities, including the disabled community, are saying, well, this is just an opportunity for people to spout hate uh, towards us. Uh, and who is going to regulate all of that? But then, of course, there's the question of, well, what has been Twitter over its existence? What has it meant? What has it been? Uh, for many people? Has it been a safe place? Or has it been a place where we've always had to watch what we had to say? Or has it been a place where other people have not watched what they said? Well, I'm interested to hear your comments. We're going to talk about this in depth on Monday's show, because I really want to get a sense from you about what your thoughts are on this going forward. Are you going to stay on Twitter? Are you going to keep using the platform? Or are you going to look for alternatives? Have you found a good social media alternative? I'd really love to hear your thoughts on this. Do email us feedback at doubletaponair.com. You can also, as always, leave us a voicemail on 1-877-803-4567. Mark and Sean are with you tomorrow. I'll be back with you Monday. Have a great weekend. Love Double Tap? Did you know we're on the TV too? Check out brand new episodes of Double Tap TV on AMI-tv every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern. Or binge on all episodes online at ami.ca forward slash Double Tap. We're also on YouTube. Search for Double Tap to catch our episodes there too. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.